Welcome back to West Coast Mix and Bounce. I'm your co-host Leslie Torres with Bronna Marks. West Coast Mix and Bounce is brought to you by Sports Al Dente, your recipe for LA sports. If you love this podcast and love LA sports, then you need to go and check out sportsaldente.com right now. We are a Los Angeles player-centric media platform and our passion is to feature the great players and teams of LA. We are also fully dedicated to giving expert weekly and daily advice in the world of fantasy football. We offer three different affordable membership packages, monthly, yearly, and lifetime. So when you go to subscribe, make sure to use the promo code WCMB and get 10% off any package. Make sure you connect with us once you subscribe. The semifinals are on their way. The games just started yesterday. But we're going to take it back just a little bit to Sunday when they had elimination games. Um, the LA Sparks with the Storm, the Aces. Yeah, we're going to cover that before we get to yesterday's games. And then also towards the end of our podcast, we're going to be talking about the guys, how they're doing from um, the NBA, and how they finished off in the FIBA World Cup. But, you know, ladies first. So let's talk about the LA Sparks and the Storm the Storm's <laughs> elimination game. So the Sparks won, obviously, because they went on to the semifinals, 92-69. to And I watched it. It was a really close game, pretty good. And then in the fourth quarter, the Sparks just, you know, took that big lead, and they won. Um, Chelsea yeah. Gray played very well. Candace Parker was also very strong. And their defense was really good. I think that Derek Fisher deserves much of the credit just because he was able to work with the lineup changes and he kind of found a way to find various groups of women to play together and mesh and work on both ends. So it looked really good on that game. Uh, they lost yesterday's game. Yeah. So Derek Fisher is going to have to be doing a lot more to get them to kind of um, be at that level of the Connecticut Suns. But I think the competition is just different now. You know, the the spark the, the storm weren't real competition mm-hmm. for the sparks, so they were able to show up. They were able to show out. You know, their their players that don't really match up as as far as like defensive strengths and weaknesses. There's no there was no balance. So I feel like that score ninety two sixty nine really defines that. But then, like you said, going into this next round, you know, Derek Fisher was doing so well, but now um, he has this loss on his mind, and it's because, you know, they moved on, and now they're playing one one of the best or better teams in mm-hmm. the league. You know, now they have some real competition. Yeah, and you would expect Seattle to be more competitive just because they are like the defending NBA champs, but they've also had um, a lot of injuries, like we talked about in previous mm-hmm. podcasts. There was no Super, there was no Brianna Stewart, so it was kind of up to the rest of the team to step up, which they kind of did, but at, towards the end, the Sparks were the Sparks, and they just proved to be too much for the Storm, but not enough for the Connecticut, Connecticut Suns yesterday. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Like, and, and honestly, Connecticut still surprised me. They, you know, they really shook them up. They really kind of got to their core and just just weren't able to move on from that. Like, their weaknesses, I guess we can, you know, cover cover the side of uh, the West Coast before we hop to the other side in the playoffs. But, 
you know, moving on to play Connecticut, mm-hmm. um, now you have 17 turnovers. You didn't have that in the first game. Yes. So that's their weakness. Now Connecticut knows their weakness. Their backcourt is not that strong with Raquana Williams and Chelsea Gray. You know, they only combined for three of 17 from the floor. Like, you rely on your big men to score the three or five points they attempt per game, you know? And if they're not making those little small percentages of shots, then you're not going to win as half your team, you know? Yeah, they were playing very unlike themselves, very sloppy. Like you mentioned, so many turnovers. And the Sun, just they used that to their advantage. They made 10 points off of that turnovers. And it was a 10-point game. So it's kind of like maybe it would have been less sloppy, would have gotten together. They would have come out with the win on game one. But it it really came just down to the wire, I think. And it was more towards the end that they kind of just let the Suns get the win. And I say let because it was pretty close all throughout. And the Sparks would even have like runs where they would come back and be within one or or win by or be winning by one. So I just feel like they kind of just let it go. And also the Suns, um, Courtney Williams, I feel like she was the factor for that game. She took it upon herself to be that player that makes a difference. And it worked. (laughs) They won. Right, right. And it's so fun to see because on the other side of the court, you have Candace Parker and Neka Gumake, you know, really teaming up and working together and just Mm -hmm. flowing on the court. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how – I already believe this is going to go up to the the last game. It's best three out of five, I believe, or best. Um, yes, I believe yeah. it's three out of five. Yeah. So to go all the way to the, that third game is going to be exciting to see, like, how the toss-up happens. It's going to be really good. Game, yeah. Yeah. You know. I hope it goes at least so maybe we can I can go and watch one of the Sparks games here. So I, yeah, I'm hoping exactly. they they pull it as long as they can. But yeah, there was definitely good moments for the Sparks, but it just it was too sloppy for me. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it totally makes sense. So um, there's doubleheader tomorrow night, uh, Thursday night. So it's going to be another both sets of semifinals. So it's going to kind of see what happens yes. then. Um, but on the other side of the chart, you have uh, the Aces. Mm-hmm. And the Aces have been doing some really crazy things. <laughs> Unheard of. <laughs> they've, they've gathered um, as much, so many highlights. They don't even need to go to the finals. They already have all the highlights need for postseason <laughs> yes how, how are you feeling about the aces how do you feel i i really enjoyed the game um the elimination game versus the chicago sky they were so good it came down to that one shot and like that shot was going like seen everywhere everywhere on twitter it was huge and like not even the shot yes. like the steal i was just more impressed with the steal because if you're the sky, how are you gonna let that ball just like how are you gonna pass it like that? Like on crunch time. Yeah. Like so I was very reckless. Yeah, so it was so it was so reckless and it was cocky too, and that's what really came back mm-hmm. on them because the last final minutes, honestly, I was shocked. I was like, the aces are really gonna go out like this to the Chicago Sky. Now, granted, Chicago Sky is great. That's why they made it so far, and they're highly, highly competitive team, mm-hmm. you know. I give it all to them for putting their heart out on 
the court like that because the aces are not, you know, easy to play. Nope. So the fact that, you know, they stuck with them the entire game was great, fantastic. But in the last seconds, you cannot gloat about it. And that's exactly what Vandersloot did. She was trying to run down the clock, but she wasn't mm-hmm. trying to run it down efficient efficiently so she was going to run it down her own way and that's when the aces you know kind of woke up and they were like oh no we're gonna take this in the last few seconds you guys may be asleep but we're still awake (laughs) yeah no it was i was i did not expect it i was like already gonna you know getting myself into my feelings all right they're gonna lose this sucks maybe elimination games aren't the way to go and then that shot happens i'm like you know what Mm -hmm. elimination games are the way to go this is exciting because it comes down to that moment and like you know was it a bad shot maybe like you know she had somebody right open at the bottom but you're not thinking and she admitted it that you know she didn't really read the time correctly and she just launched it but it was like it's still a shot and it's crazy because it went in exactly (laughs) exactly she just reacted like i feel like you know she's not giving herself enough credit and people in general aren't giving her enough credit she was just like we're in a hectic moment i gotta shoot it and she made it you know if she wouldn't have made it then it would have been like wow she whole different story exactly yeah (laughs) like then she would have been blamed but you know she's not sixth woman of the year for no reason (laughs) Mm, put some respect uh, exactly you gotta put some respect on dierica hamby's name okay so i mean that's a name we're gonna hear for for years now Mm -hmm. i mean that shot was incredible they were comparing it to Teresa witherspoon's um clutch shot and uh when she was on the liberty almost i mean maybe like 15 20 years ago you Mm -hmm. know so it's just like we're still hearing her name now she's being compared to hamby so it's just kind of like all right it's finally bearing the torch over to, to the next generation yeah her um, and the aces will probably go down in history because the aces are just also like the thing about them is that they're so young and they're you would think a, this kind of young team wouldn't go as far in the playoffs and they're like up there and they're playing well and it's like you wouldn't expect this from like w- rookies and like two-year um players and so now yeah. the aces go and face the mystics and they are kind of more like a veteran squad. And so I just, I love that matchup. I love it. And they have so many cannons on their team. Like they have Asia Wilson. She's getting a statue in mm-hmm. front of her old school, South Carolina. Then you have Liz Cambridge, you know, came over from England, you know, and made this huge name for herself. I mean, she's an incredible woman, let alone a basketball player. Um and it's just, I mean, it's such a team to beat. That's why I was so scared when they were, like, about to lose to Chicago. I was like, no way. They're they're a bigger team than this. Right? You're now, like, granted, it can't end like it was, that. It was, like, kind of a miracle situation, but they still made it work. And uh, I, don't need, I don't know if you saw, but James Harden was on the sideline, and he was, like, caught mm-hmm. on camera making these crazy faces at Hamby because, <laughs> no, he made a face at Hamby, and he also made a face at Kelsey Plum for uh hitting that buzzer beater in the third quarter Mm -hmm. like i mean because those are important shots to make exactly yeah exactly yeah they they were important shots but it's just like they don't happen enough and Mm -hmm. it just made it even crazier yeah it and it kind of shows you know yeah exactly and the fact that james harden is kind of like paying his like respect is because it's a hard shot to make not a lot of people can make it and so it's like it's 
it's actually it's like very surreal what you're watching and it's like on top of just you know them being women already and having to face all these kind of stuff happen outside and like you know always having to kind of um support and explain their opinion and why they play basketball and, and how it's like a difficult sport period and mm-hmm. to have players yeah. like Harden and other other players be on the sideline and go watch them play and then give them the respect is because it's hard to do if yeah I could never play basketball just let's just leave it like that <laughs> <laughs> but I digress yeah <laughs> <laughs> and that's that was only the elimination game exactly that we so now they're in the, um the semifinals versus the mystic and which i think had a very controversial ending it was a good game mm-hmm. but you could see that uh the aces definitely got out- outplayed they got outplayed that time yes. um and uh, you know ella della don she had 24 points she's just fantastic player oh, on the floor i love her um and yeah she, i mean she's just a beast and she's so humble and then you have uh wilson you know she had 23 points cabbage had 19 um kayla mcbride had had 19 so it's just kind of like yes they 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 were so highly competitive against each other. It's like the numbers are almost even, but mm-hmm. the Mystics had just that much of an edge because Ella Deladon, she made that clutch shot after um, two shot clock violations. And it's kind of like they have cannons on their team too. Yeah. I mean, from what I kind of, when I saw the game, what I kind of got from it was that, you know, both teams came out strong. I feel like the Aces came out stronger in the first half, but it was kind of towards the second half when the Mystics, I think they kind of regrouped and they were like, well, we can't let the Aces come and just do whatever they want. And I feel like towards the second half is where we kind of see like the lack of attention to the game. And it's not even that. It's just like some of the shots were not even going in. So you can't even blame them for that. But Mm -hmm. I mean, I, Although the Aces were able to bring, you know, their deficit down by just one basket, I feel like they didn't adapt quickly to the Mystics, and we ha- we got that crazy situation at the end of the game that, I mean, it's yeah. like poor officiating throughout. I mean, every sport has it, and of course, it has to be <laughs> in the most important games. <laughs> but I mean, that, I feel like basketball, it's harder to not, not make a call because it's... This court is but so big. There's three refs, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes four. Sometimes there's people watching from the booth and nobody Correct. called the foul. Like, and you could clearly see that, you know, they played it back mm-hmm. like several times on television. And it was like at least 2.2 seconds left. And yes. that's time. Oh, that's that is time. Time is everything in basketball. Everything. <laughs> yeah, I so think I even heard after. Like, that the coach was like, he was calling yeah. timeout, and they didn't even listen to that. So that just adds another thing. Yeah. And it's just like, why? And it's like, and it sucks because it's like, it comes down to the game. What I'm glad mm-hmm. is that it wasn't an, elim- an elimination game where this happened in. Because I am pretty sure if we're already mad right now, I would have been so mad. Yeah, so upset. So upset. But yeah, I mean, that's how it ended. So I think we have a lot to look forward to yeah. in uh, these next few days to see where it goes. I don't I don't think anybody's going to sweep anybody, honestly, at this point. I agree. Maybe if somebody goes down 0-2, then 
then possible sleep has happened. <laughs> it's possible sleep is, you know, possible to happen. But, um, yeah, so besides the women, besides the WNB- WNBA, we have USA basketball that ended <laughs> yes. not in a, you know, fabulous way, mm-hmm. but it came to a close. <laughs> yes, I think Team USA finished in seventh place. And yes. that's the worst place. placing in the 69 years history of the FIBA World Cup. Just to make it dramatic, you know. <laughs> and not one of their players. I mean, it is pretty bad. It yeah. is pretty bad. And not one um, Team USA player made it onto FIBA's all-World Cup team. Kind of like a all-star kind wow. of team. Wow, I didn't even know that. Yeah, that's so, crazy. So that's, I found that more disappointing personal. than anything. Yeah. Because they, yeah. or you didn't win as a group, fine. But there's that's like a, like you know, an individual goal, individual prize, and that didn't even happen for them. So I'm disappointed in that. But I mean, again, like we already talked about this in our last podcast, and we kind of just were talking about Team USA that there wasn't really a star talent on the squad, and it's not to like back talk any players that are already on the team. They're all really great. They're all really solid. But it's just like. To beat the other countries, you kind of needed one of them to step up and be the leader. And it just never really happened due to many, many circumstances. And it's not like it's their fault or trying to blame anybody. They were just not good enough, period. (laughs) Yep, yep. That's, this is how it happened. You know, they, they had a good positive attitude when it all ended. You know, their last game was against Poland. Uh, at least they won it. Um, <laughs> and uh, so that was a good memory to leave with. But everybody's hopeful. But, I mean, even on the last game, they like you said, they had no stars. And then the, semi, the semi-stars that they had, Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum, Kemba Walker, they sat out the last game, you uh-huh. know. So it's just kind of like everybody was – over it i feel like they i feel like they did you know give it their best try i think they did have positive hopes no matter which which is a very good mindset to have but at the end of the day you know usa basketball usa men's basketball is not the same as it used to be good thing for you to to divide that men's basketball we will see when women play how that goes. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you, you already know how the USA soccer um, season went. So let's see how basketball goes. USA <laughs> women's soccer. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's not um, like but... it's the worst thing in the world to finish in seventh place. Like, it's not. But I just think as Americans, <laughs> we kind of got used to seeing USA always dominate, no matter like if it dominate was the Olympics. Everything. Yeah, or the FIBA World Cup. And in kind of maybe we're kind of shocked that it just didn't happen this time and it's just like what we're so used to winning yeah. but i mean it's not the worst thing in the world <laughs> it's not but it, it's still it, i mean like you said it reflects who we are as americans like we're just you you know so used to just running over things and getting right to the top this right time. what the world doesn't revolve around us <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's just how it is so you know and not to say that's gonna be like this forever, but it's no. just our turn. But I know who's not sorry for them. All those other teams that were getting blown <laughs> out <laughs> for like one year straight. <laughs> like, exactly. I know they've been wait- waiting for this day, waiting for this very day. <laughs> but I agree with you. I don't think it's gonna be like this forever. There was a lot of 
crazy like factors that happened that led to the kind of squad and roster they had set up. You know, there was a lot of NBA season moves, um, late NBA season injuries on top of Team USA injuries. So there was like a lot going on. And then, um, you know, from my research I was doing, the actual time frame kind of doesn't work well with the NBA season. So it's like, it's all just mixed in together. And when you don't have, like I said, like those superstars, talents, or anybody's going to step up, you're going to finish in seventh or worse. But Team Spain didn't have that problem. They won the championship. And they had yeah. NBA players that included Marcus Gasol, the Hernan Gomez brothers and Ricky Rubio. So, did you watch team. the championship game? I did not watch the championship game. Oh my god, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh. <laughs> but I did some research. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why we are here. Exactly. So, from what I read, not from what I saw, I mean, Marco Saul is going to probably kill this NBA season. <laughs> he played really <laughs> yeah. well. So I heard he played really well. He was very confident. I mean, Rick had 20 points in the, yeah. in the last, in the final game. So. Yes, 20 points. That's like a lot. And then I think um, a crazy stat was that Marco Saul had 20 assists in four games. And for a center, what? yeah, yeah, for a center, I was like, wait, that's a really crazy stat. So it just kind of tells me that he he's like he likes where he's at with the Raptors, and maybe he's like happier, confident, and just like I'm gonna win. And hopefully, this attitude goes on with the Raptors because it would be fun to watch to see if he mm-hmm. can like be the star for that team with Kyle Lowry, and you know, and for Ricky Rubio, like you mentioned, I think he did really well. And now he's going to be playing for the Suns, um, Phoenix Suns. So I think that's going to look good, too, because he did a really good performance. So the Suns should be happy. Booker should be happy. <laughs> I mean, hopefully we'll see. <laughs> like I said, you saw what happened last season. So. <laughs> oh, Brana. <laughs> I mean, the Sun, you know. She said it, not me. <laughs> Uh, I I really do hope better for them. I really do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I hopefully um, they give some little like a good spark for the NBA season and what's to come. I don't know exactly, exactly. But also, besides um, the FIBA World Cup, Steph Curry has verbally committed to the 2020 Olympics. He is the first athlete to do so. So that's gonna be interesting because I think maybe they're gonna be now that you know, like you know, Curry's committing. Hopefully nothing happens and he stays committed. Will will other people want to join? And when I mean other people, like will other star players want to join? Or do you think it's different because it's like the Olympics and this is just the FIBA World Cup? No, I think Steph Curry definitely changes all of that. I think it motivates, you know, at least in betweeners that were like, oh, kind of want to do it. I don't really want to do it. To be like, yeah, I do want to do this. Mm -hmm. You know, Steph Curry's doing it. I want to do it. You know, if Katie wasn't hurt, I'm sure he would do it. I wouldn't be surprised if LeBron joins in, you know, higher up names. That would be interesting to watch. I would like to see that. Yeah, I would like to too. So we'll see. We got a little. We got a little bit of time, and then I mean, I totally forgot. Honestly, if I'm being honest, I forgot about the 2020 Olympics. I was like, wait, wow, 2020 is like 
next like year four months <laughs> yeah <laughs> like whoa where did this year go <laughs> that's where i was going with my time frame research that i did because it's like it's crazy that's like nba season and then it's like the fiba and then it's like a year after that you have to compete for the olympics so when do you get a break for like actual nba players like the off season kind of turns into no off season in a no, sort of a never. way so i mean you have to pick your battles and i guess pick the games and teams you want to be on and curry has picked his which will be interesting to see who else commits yeah and i think you know sports also does play a big bigger level like you know besides our politics like our politics looks like crap right now we just look <laughs> like we're losing all over but you know for sports teams to get out and represent nations and they win it's it gives us a little more morale boost like yes. a little push <laughs> you know, like, nothing will make me so, happier if team usa wins next year <laughs> exactly like i feel like when the u.s women's soccer team won like yes. every like like at least one out of three people i knew knew about that game you know yeah. no idea about sports but knew the u.s women's soccer team won the world cup <laughs> yeah or no matter like where their political affiliation slide they were just like, did you see that win? And we were like, yes. Like, we can all exactly. just agree that they were really great. And that's that. <laughs> so it brings us exactly. together. <laughs> all right, guys. That's all we have for today. Thank you guys for joining us, for listening to us, for keeping up with us, for bearing with us and our antics. Um, <laughs> and hope to see you next time uh, on West Coast Mix and Bounce. I'm Bronna Marks. And I'm Leslie Torres. Bye, guys.